Late in the day, but you know the episode's still here. Hopefully, everyone's been safe and having a fun time uh, doing whatever it is you fucking do. Uh, lots of crazy shit has happened over the last week. Number one, Bar Magician Mind Freak is out now on uh, YouTube. You can find it at the Unfunny Kevin Show on YouTube. We just made the channel. Go subscribe, like, share, comment on that video, please. Um, it was something we shot a while ago. I've talked about it on episode one, but basically I would put on this performance, if you will, where I would go to various <laughs> locations and you might notice them throughout Los Angeles. This is about two, two or three years ago. And I would put on a clown nose and I'd put on a, a, a dress shirt and I'd walk around with a piece of paper that said permit. And I would cut lines at bars and and pretty popular places and say, you know, I'm the bar magician. I'm here to do a mind freak. And they would be like, okay, because I have a camera, just a little iPhone we'd sneak in. And uh, people would be very kind of off-put and <laughs> concerned probably for their safety because they're like, who's this drunk maniac? And I would just say, hey, uh, I'm here with Amanda. And she'd be like, you know, I just told you my name's Christine. Amanda, she's a Capricorn. She'd be like, I'm a Sag. And uh, I'd just say, like, I could guess their name. Would you like to be on camera and I'll guess your name, your zodiac sign, and I'll do a card trick? And then, obviously, and I've never done magic in my entire life. I've never had a magic kit. I've never been taught a card trick. Um, and I just kind of went out there and, and, and had fun with it because that's what you're supposed to do, you know? And uh, we caught a bunch of reactions, good, funny shit. I filmed about half an hour of that stuff and I boiled it down to three minutes and I'm going to pitch it to adult swim on Thursday. So, you know, if you guys want to show some support on YouTube, that would be huge. Uh, you know, it's just something to have fun with. And, um, I really, one of the, the reasons I wanted to do the show besides like you can't do stand up anywhere and it's getting worse thanks to Corona. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a, I definitely can't go to uh, Oregon now cause they're talking about 14 day quarantine. And uh, Arizona is completely up in the air um, in terms of, you know, whether it's worth it to travel. And I want to bring someone with me to film more stuff. I could probably still film Bar Magician in Arizona, actually. So it's just it's it's all it's all kind of crazy. But back to why, you know, the Unfunny Kevin show was created. I wanted to have a platform to just kind of like get a bunch of funny shit out there and and let people fucking laugh right now because that's something that clearly a lot of people are fucking missing. Um, but yeah, as far as the show, I'm really happy with the little pilot that's out now and people get to watch it and, you know, uh, judge me being drunk and having fun. Um, <laughs> this is like probably a good segue into talking about some of the crazier shit that um i've been just planning like q and on q and a uh my profile's basically just it's it's gonna die because i can't there's i can't justify interviewing these people anymore because it was fun when it was like jfk jr was supposed to come out and uh with trump and you know trump was supposed to win by landslide and introduce jfk jr 
uh, to replace Mike Pence. And that was like really exciting. But now it's just kind of sad. Like the QAnon world is sad right now. They're back to some of my some of the followers I have for QAnon Q&A uh, that I wanted to interview. They're now tweeting stuff about aliens. And I really dis I dislike the pivot. I wish like because in the beginning it was like fraud uh, rigged all part of the plan. Trump's doing it on purpose. He's trying to expose the Dems. And I was like, whoa, okay, this is kind of cool. They're they're creating alternate conspiracies and talking about other shit. This is fun, right? But then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Now they're talking about aliens again and crystals. Now they're talking about crystals. So it's like the pivoting of the community. It just upsets me. And I don't know. Would it still be funny? Maybe. But I, I'd prefer to have you know, the MAGA rapper come on when he's uh, excited and, and ecstatic him coming on kind of bummed, uh, as opposed to angry (laughs) is, I don't know. Maybe that is funny to some, I gotta, I gotta weigh it out, but yeah, for now, um, it's just been a crazy week. God, on top of all that shit, we did something on tapped in called tapped in outside with this rapper Lil Kiyu, who is uh, a fucking specimen, man. She's she's wild. She has a crazy story, and she makes crazy fucking music. And uh, she was playing some crazy shit for us uh, while we were we took her out. And I won't give it all away. You got to watch Tapped In, TappedInMusic.com, subscribe Tapped In on YouTube and Instagram. But uh, we just we had so much fun with it, and we basically wanted to start this thing where we're taking people on this like tapped in magic school bus where you can do drugs and drink and be yourself and then you know talk about your music and talk about the way your life has changed and you know covid and all this different shit and it's it's something that i think people are gonna like right now because with covid you know content is king because you can just make shit and people are stuck at home uh watching the shit but the tapped in outside stuff is just particularly crazy and funny and, and kind of, uh, uh, wild. So that's something that I'm really, really looking forward to sharing with people. Um, and anybody that shared, uh, bar magician, mind freak, thank you so fucking much. Uh, and just, if you see it, share a clip, share a screenshot at adult swim, cause I am going to do a fucking meeting on Thursday. So, it's a little nerve wracking and, um, I just gotta, uh, you know, keep promoting the shit. And then if it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it's something I made three years ago drunk. So <laughs> it's not, a, not a big loss here at the, uh, fucking funny farm. Uh, but yeah, hopefully everyone's staying safe and you know, you're not being a super spreader. Don't attend a Biden celebration. Don't attend a Thanksgiving don't attend uh, anything. Just stay home with a bucket on your head and try to uh, not cough on anyone. I guess that's the... <laughs> don't, do, don't go to a Trump rally. Don't march. Just stay home in your pod. Uh, which is funny. I, I can't... I was just talking to someone who's like, I can't believe the word pod is like a... <laughs> it's like a commonplace word now you know like if you were to go out or if somebody were to see you out you'd be like oh no i'm with my pod it's fine it's fine like you just want to put people at ease no they're in my pod yeah we're in a pod together yeah we pod it's like dude 
it's just funny how many like a year you know COVID a year out like just how many fucking things are now part of our everyday uh addiction <laughs> and our choice of words are all kind of surrounded everything's kind of based on COVID you know and it's it's funny I think it's it feels like it it kind of happened just under our, our noses in a way like I don't know if you notice that you say pod now or if you're like where's my mask like do you notice that like I notice it I notice like leaving the house I'm always like where the fuck is my mask and then it's like you're you're upset with yourself for having forgotten it um and it's like in the beginning I it wasn't I don't know it's it's crazier than it was advertised I'd have to say that for sure um but yeah as far as uh you know doing comedy I don't know man hit me up guys if you fucking know where uh you can tell a couple jokes and have fun there is a there is Arizona is still uh, looking promising here because even with COVID rising in Cali, it looks like I can still jump on a plane and head over there. Originally, I was going to do a train, but I don't even know if that's going to be an option soon. So uh, it's it's kind of looking crazy. I, I, I want to bring someone with me to film stuff because I feel like with Bar Magician, if I were to <laughs> do that character again, it would be fun uh, in a COVID world where you can do any kind of you know wacky shit that you want and it's it's just extra crazy because of covid because you're in a situation that is one of one you know what i mean like hopefully there won't be covid 30 and we're gonna have to do this shit all over again but for now if i go out and do some comedy shit it really is like the once in a lifetime type content that people would see and they could feel like, damn, like this is kind of crazy to watch because right now I'm fucking I've been stuck at home for a year. Meanwhile, this guy's going to a bar in Arizona, throwing rubber chickens at people, doing card tricks that don't work and getting threatened at gunpoint. This is fun. You know, like this is a good thing. <laughs> so I don't know. I I really do think uh, in my core that it's fun and it, it's going to be safe, as safe as possible. <sighs> but it's just like we do need to get this shit under control, man. We really do. Uh, and I, <laughs> this week, one of the things I wanted to focus on uh, on the collection of beautiful, wonderful uh, uh, logo art that I have. You know, we did the bottle and we did the pipe and I was talking about maybe doing the book logo. Like, you know, talk about one of my favorite things I've read during these times and one of the things I've read, a book, if I can give you a book recommendation, is How to Talk Dirty and Influence People, an autobiography uh, preface by Lewis Black, one of the one of my favorite comedians, uh, well, definitely one of the best. And uh, it's it's Lenny Bruce's autobiography. And every comedian you meet, oh, they're all like, oh, Carlin, oh, Lenny Bruce, oh, Richard Pryor. And I get it. I get it because I love all of them. And I'm sure there's tons of autobiographies that are good, but this one... In particular, when COVID started, I always wanted to read the autobiography of Lenny Bruce. And if you haven't read it, I don't care if you're listening and you're a comedian or if you're not a comedian, you have to read this fucking thing. Because, I mean, what he did for the time that he did it at was so controversial and it took such balls to go out there and do the kind of shit he was doing. And I, one of the things he said in the book that I wanted to discuss kind of resonates with me. And it might resonate for some of you. I don't know. It makes me feel le it makes me feel more sane that, you know, somebody this long ago thought like this. But he was saying that 
when he was like a when he was a young boy or whatever, and he was in school. One of his favorite things was when the like septic tanks or the toilets and all the hallways would overflow. Like like if he saw like if he walked into school and he saw a janitor just running in circles, sweating, red, concerned, uh, slipping in water with the toilets running, uh, overflowing and flooding the hallways and class gets canceled. That is he explained it as the reason he loves to like be alive is he absolutely loves the disorder, the anarchy, the chaos of circumstances, you know, things going awry, being out of your control, and then like seeing them actually worsen almost sweetens the deal. Like (laughs) I've talked about how like I feel, uh, you know, one of my favorite Carlin quotes was, you know, uh, you look insane dancing to those who don't hear the music. And I felt that way because I always see levity and weird shit, but I do find levity and chaos. And that's kind of the reason that like, I fucking hate Trump, but I find the the guy objectively funny. I mean, he's completely retarded and uh, he's super chaotic as a fucking leader. And the guy might start a news network. So if you guys are bummed out, any Trump supporters out there, there's going to be plenty of laughs uh, from your leader soon. So, you know, but but back to the book, uh, How to Talk Dirty and Influence People. Lenny Bruce just saying that gave me such comfort because I've always felt that way where I find, like, if, <laughs> if I see someone pull uh, instead of push, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I burst out laughing. If I see, uh, you know, circumstances that arise that are just so fucking... Uh, awful and backwards and 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 whatnot. Um, I can I just find something in the chaos that's funny and I I can ride with it. Whereas uh, if that doesn't exist, I'm bored. You know, so it's, it's probably why I'm drawn to comedy because I like I like seeing uh, crazy shit. But um, but that's definitely the book recommendation. Uh, focusing on that that book logo. But I did want to do. A, uh, a drug story because I thought that would be kind of fun. Um, <laughs> so a while ago, um, and of, of course, you know, advisory, don't do drugs and whatever, but definitely do them if you're safe and uh, you can handle it. Um, <laughs> one time when I was really little, like I took hallucinogens at a abnormally young age, which probably explains a lot of the way I think and see things. So I was like 14 and I was in ninth grade and I I had a beard like I do now. So, uh, you know, shout out to my genetics for making me both racially ambiguous and hard to pinpoint an age on. I'm always somewhere between 20 and 35. So, uh, but anyway, (laughs) you got to understand I smoked weed pretty young. Like I started smoking weed when I was like 13 and I had definitely adult problems. My dad had uh, gone to rehab when I was 12, about three months off of turning 13. And it's like, guess what? You know, your dad's, he's taking care of it. He's hes going to rehab. And it's like, what? Yeah, he's going to miss your 13th birthday. Um, and he's going to be gone for like a year. It's like, oh, okay, great news. But, uh, but <laughs> which is, you know, uh, awful, obviously. But uh, at that time, you know, I, I had a lot of shit going on. So let's smoke a little weed. Um, and then... You fast forward a couple of years after smoking weed, 
you get a little brave. Like when you're when you smoke weed at that age, you're kind of over it. You're smoking cigs, smoking weed. At some point, you get over the hump and you're like, "What's next? What else?" Because this is kind of boring now. And I don't really believe weed is a gateway drug, especially now because weed's like 85% fucking THC. Like the joke it tapped in is I always say I want I want to smoke mid. Like I just like regular weed that's 20% or 15% would be great. But every fucking strand is like 40% THC. So, uh, but that's a whole other argument. But basically back to the drug story. I was 14 years old and there was this goofy kid who was a senior. And he said, uh, hey man, your eyes look red. I can't believe you wake and bake. And I was like, yeah, ha ha ha, you know. He's like, dude, you're in ninth grade, huh? And I was like, yeah, yep, ninth grade. And he's like, but you can like smoke weed. You handle your shit. And I'm like, yep, yep. And he goes, dude, you know, I make brownies and I, I cook them with like a gram per square brownie. And I, I my girl and I use a uh, hash oil and we also put some psilocybin and my ears like perked up and I was like psilocybin. And he's like, yeah, it's like mushrooms, mushroom extract. It makes you trip. I was like, all right, how much for like 10? And he was like, 10? No, I'll give you four mushroom ones, but you get six regular, like just hash and weed and shit. And I said, all right, fuck it. So me and my buddies, <laughs> my four buddies, put our money together and we bought these brownies. And I, you know, being the son of an addict, I planned my day to not eat so that I could get extra high because I was sick of weed not really working. And I ate all four. Um... And I proceeded to have fucking violent hallucinations. I, I'll, I'll walk you through it. We started out, we were in a residential neighborhood. And I walked into a Wendy's. And I started hearing, I don't know if anybody is a nerd and plays Halo. But if you've ever played Halo, you can even look this up. Halo has a, a loading screen. The, the game is Halo 3. And the loading screen screen has this fucking audio that is like it sounds like a symphony of maybe devils or angels i'm not sure and they're like oh there's like weird humming and i'm (laughs) inside wendy's trying to order a, a sprite and i start hearing this and i'm looking at my buddies and i recognize that they didn't have the psilocybin lace brownies at 14 and they're not really tripping up, but I'm, and then I, I see red dots, like from a, a laser, like an attachment for a gun. And I run outside and then outside the spacecraft from Halo is hovering above me and following me. It's like a dark cloud as we walk all the way back to my friend's house. I thought I was gonna have a panic attack. His mother orders pizza cause the boys are acting funny and they need, they probably need food. Uh, little did you know, we were fucking twacked out of our minds. And I eat pizza, and I one of my th- the things I hate is sand. And every time I'd pick up a fucking slice of pizza, it would literally, as soon as the, the tip of the pizza touched my mouth, I could taste sand. And it was one of the most awful experiences of my life. But if it taught me something, because I always like to say, you gotta, every drug experience does kind of have a meaning, right? Like all of them kind of have a meaning. And I feel like that one, so young, the message was don't fucking, <laughs> don't ever let anybody at this age do this, number one. But number two, I survived, you know? And like that's kind of the theme is you're a survivor, man. You gotta be, 
<laughs> you gotta survive, see it through, come out on the other end stronger. Fuck them. And uh, it taught me a lot, man. I think I look back and I'm like, I'm twenty fucking seven years old now, and that was thirteen years ago. I still remember it vividly, but I haven't done it again since. But hey, I did it, you know, and I'm fine, and you know, life is what it is. But I think that uh, if there's anything you take from that, it's like. You know, take a fucking risk if you got it. But uh, if you you can avoid it, avoid it, I guess. But, you know, what's the alternative? You never try. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. It's like that's the weird thing about it. And a lot of people can't survive. Like a lot of people can't handle drug experiences. And I feel them too. I do. Now I'm uh, basically sober. Uh, I I drink a little bit, you know. I, I smoke a little bit. But. Uh, I don't do any drugs outside of that. And uh, it's it feels good. But I also remember that, you know, the things you remember are the crazy things that you had to go through. And that includes bad memories, like going through hard shit as a kid or going through hard shit as an adult. A lot of the times the bad does, uh, you know, ring a little bit louder than the good in your head. And I think it's important to be able to capture those things and do something positive with that energy. Um there's something I I, I kind of realized I did. I had done uh, ayahuasca, and <laughs> this was not that long ago. This was like maybe four years ago. And I, I, I had a bunch of crazy visions and, and thoughts, but I also walked away with something um, that I haven't really shared, and I think it's it's good to share, which was like I had this th- like kind of phrase in my head that I just kept saying, you're you're scarred, not broken. You're scarred, not broken. And I kept thinking, like, this is a fucking Green Day lyric or something. Like, you're scarred, not broken. But I, I then I, I really actually sat with that, and I was like, fuck, like, that's wild. Because I was, I guess I was, there was sub, something subconscious. Because I was going through all these, like, terrible memories, and uh, it was kind of a crazy experience. But I just kept thinking to myself, like, these are scars. Like, scars heal, right? If you're broken, you're implying that. You know, like when you when you date someone who's crazy, you're like I'm broken, I'm just broken, babe. I'm broken. I can't be fixed. I'm broken. And it's like okay, that's a cop out. You weak motherfucker. Don't anybody you date anybody, you're friends with anybody that walks around and goes, I'm broken. Oh, every fucking woman that I know, uh, if listening to this, don't ever accept that as an answer from anybody that treats you like shit. And dudes, don't accept it as an answer either. I'm broken? Fuck you. We're all scarred. Scarred implies there's learning and healing. Broken is there's, you know, I need to be repaired. I need to be healed. Scars come with respect. They come with a sense of wisdom. And they come with learning and not repeating shit. So, you know, be scarred. Don't be broken. That shit's fucking lame. Uh, And it's... (laughs) It's really fucking uh, overrated, man. Uh, and I wanted to close on uh, a little bit, uh, just a just a short reminder for folks. If you share the podcast, uh, unfunnykevin.com is up. So if somebody wants to listen, you could give them unfunnykevin.com and it has all the places they can listen. And one of the places is now Pandora. Yes, your grandparents can listen. Pandora... Uh, 
is kind enough to have us on that fucking uh, podcast network, which I'm sure no one listens to. But hey, at least we're uh, in a, a new market. Um, and then be sure to subscribe the Unfunny Kevin Show uh, YouTube. Follow me, Unfunny Kev, on Instagram. And again, share the show, the Unfunny Kevin Show, as many people as you can. The uh, downloads are great. I'm really happy that people listen, and uh, I'm going to keep making these. So happy fucking Monday. Enjoy yourselves this week as best as you can. Don't be a dick. Don't be a cunt. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of the week.